Welcome to the Rabbit Hole Club, where we're keeping it surreal and talking about all things odd, mysterious, and paranormal. This is show 20. Tonight, I'm tumbling deep into a rabbit hole topic that's becoming a major subject of debate, the Mandela Effect. I'm alone for this one, and there's lots to discuss. It's candid, with mature content, and maybe some adult language, so be advised. You should also keep in mind there are some killer photos and videos in the YouTube version. So if you're listening to this, remember to check out the video too. You can find it easiest by browsing the video gallery on my website. Before we dive in too deep, remember to hit that subscribe button and give this show a thumbs up. Your support is what helps keep me bringing you fun and freaky shows with colorful guests, interesting ideas, and amazing stories. My channels are full of fun little goodies that'll make you go, hmm. And they can all be found on my website, along with all my social media, YouTube, and podcast links. TheRabbitHole.Club That's right, I said dot club. C-L-U-B I'm also super excited that my show is listed with all the podcast distributors under Colleen's Rabbit Hole Club. You can find me on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, FYYD, and many more. If you or someone you know would like to share a scare, a show idea, a personal experience, or anything else odd and unusual, you can call my hotline at 816-514-5084. Leave a message there or send an email to submit at therabbithole.club. And now... On to the show! Starting tonight's show, let's take a look at this week's Rabbit Reel, reviewing the paranormal news around the world. First up, and straight out of RoboCop, we have the San Francisco Police Department who is proposing a new policy where they're able to use robots to kill perpetrators who threaten the lives of civilians and or the men in blue. That's right, folks! They want to use robots to deliver the kill shot for them under certain scenarios, and their verbiage is a little icky. The policy draft is described as such, quote, The robots listed in this section must not be used outside of training and simulation, apprehending criminals, critical incidents, exigent circumstances, executing a warrant, or during the evaluation of suspicious devices And robots will only be used as an option to use lethal force when the risk of death to members of the public or officers is imminent and outweighs any other option available to the SFPD to use force." The proposed robots come in all shapes and sizes, from small deployed bomb droppers to huge heavyweights like the massive Remotech F6A, capable of being fitted with many different weapons platforms. To be honest, this does not give me great comfort. In moon news, NASA announced they are on track for people to be living and working on the moon by 2030. Plans were set in motion with the launch of the Orion lunar spacecraft, which is part of the Artemis mission to populate the surface of the moon. The first phase will be unmanned craft, but will soon develop into manned missions to the surface of the moon for the first time in over 50 years. I mean, 2030 is only a little over seven years from now. In not so new news, but still worth sharing, 
Nessie made a surprise appearance on some drone footage of Loch Ness. The footage was rather a surprise for YouTube outdoor adventurer Richard Outdoors. He and his team were canoeing the Great Loch Ness when they pulled their boats ashore for a break. Richard sent his drone up to get some stunning footage of the beautiful lake. It wasn't until much later that they were reviewing the footage and found a rather strange anomaly at the shoreline, just off from where their boats were. It's some pretty incredible footage of something in the water that looks undeniably like a plesiosaur, including the full body with fins and you can even see what looks like a pattern on the animal's skin. Pretty cool. That's not all the weirdness in the world this week, but that's all we have time for on this episode. And now, down the rabbit hole we go. So, the Mandela Effect. What is it? Where did it come from? Why is it even a thing? First, let's explore what it is. Over the last decade, this strange phenomenon has appeared all over the world with millions of people who remember things that aren't real and never have been. It really began with the legendary Nelson Mandela, hence the name. Nelson Mandela was born in 1918 in South Africa, and he spent his life as an anti-apartheid activist. He spent a great deal of his life in prison for his outspoken ways against the government, and that much is well known. But in the mid-80s, Mandela's history splits into two different timelines. One version says he died in prison, and the other that he was released from prison to go on to a very full political life. Those who remember he died earlier remember it clearly, and they recall the sad news shaking the world. They fully remember a two-hour televised funeral where his bereaved widow walked down the street beside his casket, and the world grieved the loss of this great human. But that's not what the history books say. At all. The currently accepted story says he was released from prison in 1990 to become the first democratically elected black president of South Africa, who went on to lead a very fruitful life and died in 2013. After the announcement of his death, the debate ensued. When people heard he died, they were like, wait, didn't he die in prison like 20 years ago? I know he did. I remember watching the funeral on TV. No, he got out of jail and became president. Nuh-uh, I cried when he died. Well, then it was a dream because he didn't die in prison. I remember when he got out. It was the end of apartheid. Wait, what? How could millions of people be so divided in such a dramatic way and on such a publicized subject? And so, the Mandela Effect was born and it didn't stop there. Oh no. There are dozens and maybe even hundreds of examples of this phenomenon I'm going to share with you in this episode. I have confidence you will find at least one example that will blow your mind and probably several. The first time I personally noticed this phenomenon was probably about 2015, and it's one of the most debated examples out there. As a mother of four sons, I spent a lot of time reading to my kids when they were young. As a grandmother of five babies who love books, I have a tendency to reach for the stories my kids loved as children, which included classics like Little Critter and the Berenstein Bears, but wait. They aren't the Berenstain Bears anymore. They are now the Berenstain Bears. 
I remember pondering the name back in the 80s and 90s, you know, kind of like Frankenstein versus Frankenstein. But now in this world, it's Berenstain. B-E-R-E-N-S-T-A-I-N. Not what I remember being S-T-E-I-N. Totally baffling, but I chalked it up to an odd glitch in my memory until I came across a lot of other folks online who were puzzling over the same thing. The next one that jarred me a bit was Tidy Cat Cat Litter. Now, I grew up with Siamese cats by the hundreds. Mom and Dad bred them for sale, so we always had lots of cats in the house, and the changing of the cat pans was a big deal. Three or four cat pans emptied at least twice a week, and my folks bought litter by the ton. Tidy Cat, to be exact, in the bright yellow bag with big block black letters and a silly cartoon cat. I remember it very clearly because I always thought the name Tidy Cat was kind of awkward to pronounce. Imagine my surprise when it changed to Tidy Cats. I know it's possible that my memory can play tricks on me, but this was something I grew up with and it was seared into my brain. That's when I started looking into the phenomenon more seriously and found a very deep rabbit hole. More strange differences appeared, usually in small, subtle ways, but mind-blowing all the same. Books, films, cartoons, brands, nothing seemed to be sacred. For instance, there was the Fruit of the Loom label, which I totally remembered being a bunch of fruit in a cornucopia, but now the cornucopia is missing. The Monopoly game man doesn't have a monocle now either, when I certainly remember it was there before. Looney Tunes was suddenly spelled T-U-N-E-S instead of T-O-O-N-S, which makes absolutely no sense to me at all. I always equated the T-O-O-N-S as being short for cartoons, but T-U-N-E-S just doesn't click for me in the least. I watched enough cartoons when I was growing up, I should be able to trust my memory there, but no. Stouffer's Stovetop Stuffing is another victim of this strangeness. I can even recall a jingle that went with it. But alas, Stouffer's never made stovetop stuffing. Ever. Kraft makes it. What the actual hell is going on here? Then, my brain was further scrambled when this phenomenon crept its way into some beloved films. Movies my family and I have quoted for decades. First up... Disney's Snow White. I mean, we all grew up chanting, mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the fairest one of all? But that line is never in the film. Instead, the evil queen says, magic mirror on the wall, who's the fairest one of all? Excuse me? I thought for a minute that maybe it was a misunderstanding, you know, like singing to your favorite song and completely butchering the lyrics. But no, it's a real thing, and I'm not alone. Check this out. Mirror, mirror on the wall, who is the fairest one of all? This first clip is done by ROM30 Visual FX, and it's exactly what I remember. This second clip is what's in the movie now, and they claim it's always been there. Magic mirror on the wall. Who is the fairest one of all? Risky Business is also on the list. 
That movie was a big deal when I was in school, so I grew up with it. And the most famous scene was the one where Tom Cruise was sliding across the floor in his socks and underwear, wearing a white button-down shirt with a wide collar turned up and black sunglasses singing old-time rock and roll into a candlestick. Like I said, it was a big deal. Lots of guys in my junior high school tried to imitate the look, but again, no. For some reason, all of that changed to him sliding across the floor in a pink button-down shirt with no sunglasses at all. What the actual hell? How about Fonzie in a brown leather jacket? That one really boggled my brain. Fonzie was a staple in my world growing up, and I can practically draw the characters from that show from memory. The thought of his jacket being brown instead of black is almost blasphemy. Then there's a movie from when my kids were growing up that now doesn't exist at all. They all remember it, and I know I sat and watched it with them. But Shazam, starring Sinbad, was never made. There was a movie with Shaq called Kazam, and they were very similar in storyline, but Shazam is a figment of our imaginations, and Sinbad never played a genie in a movie by that name. Music hasn't escaped the phenomenon either. Again, I grew up with Queen, and we really did cruise the town singing Bohemian Rhapsody at the top of our lungs, oftentimes from the back of an old flatbed Ford pickup truck stuffed to the gills with teenagers. We Are the Champions was at the top of our Queen Music Library, and I can still sing every note. But somewhere, it lost a whole line to the Mandela effect. At the very end of the song, he belts out, We Are the Champions, followed by Freddie Mercury in acapella, Of the World, and it echoes into silence. Nope. The song now ends with just, We Are the Champions. I mean, I can hear it in my head. I've sang it a thousand times. Where did it go? They say it's never been there, but I beg to differ. Whatever the case, it's gone now. So what is this Mandela Effect thing and why is it happening? Not everyone is affected by this phenomenon, but millions of people worldwide are experiencing the same memory glitches over the same details and topics. Things haven't always changed up like this, or have they? I know memory is a peculiar creature, but this phenomenon is affecting millions of people with the same strange and really unimportant details of things that really don't matter. Did we skew into an alternate timeline? Are we just losing our marbles and chasing them into the cracks in the couch? Speculations and theories run the gamut but no one really knows for sure what this is or what it means. The most popular theory has to do with the Large Hadron Collider. So what's the Large Hadron Collider? That's a good question and I'll do my best to explain, but it's really complicated and a bit mysterious. According to their website, the Large Hadron Collider, commonly called the LHC, is the world's largest and most powerful particle accelerator. It first started up on the 10th of September 2008 and remains the latest addition to CERN's accelerator complex. 
The LHC consists of a 27 kilometer ring of superconducting magnets with a number of accelerating structures to boost the energy of the particles along the way. Wikipedia says it was built by the European Organization for Nuclear Research, or CERN, between 1998 and 2008 in collaboration with over 10,000 scientists and hundreds of universities and laboratories, as well as more than 100 countries. It lies in a tunnel 17 miles in circumference and as deep as 574 feet beneath the France-Switzerland border near Geneva. In layman's terms, it's a giant machine buried deep underground with humongous magnets that smash proton particles together in an effort to see what happens and if these scientists can find what they call the God particle in the process. They're also looking into antimatter and dark matter. Okay, so why do people suspect it would change Queen's lyrics or remove the cornucopia from underwear tags? Well, because the glitches started about the same time the particle accelerator powered up for the first time. There's a lot of debate over this machine, and there always has been. Many scientists warned that the particle accelerator would cause miniature black holes on our planet or could rupture our timeline. So has it? Not according to CERN, but there sure is a lot of debate on that. On a personal note, I always know when the machine is powered up because I start having the same type of bad dreams, and that's been consistent since 2010. What are the other theories for the cause of the Mandela Effect? Psychologists blame mass misremembering as the root of this phenomenon, while others swear it's a glitch in the matrix. Personally, I've never had this kind of shared misremembering before in my life, but I guess it's possible. Honestly, I really don't buy that theory. What about a glitch in the simulation? There's a deep and strange rabbit hole for you. I should probably do a whole show on that subject, but I'll try to summarize here. I guess it's best described as a glitch in the matrix, just like the popular movie series. It's hypothesized that we're living in a simulation, kind of like a video game, where there's an occasional defect or hiccup in the program. For instance, there are several videos out there where a bird is caught hanging in the air with no visible means of suspension, or cars at an intersection start to float in the air, or airplanes that seem to just stop in midair and people who appear and disappear out of thin air. With all the computer-generated graphics and excellent practical effects in today's world, it's possible these videos are good fakes, but maybe not, too. Maybe it's a matter of who chose the red pill over the blue pill. The bottom line is that no one really knows what causes this phenomenon, or if it's really a phenomenon at all. But more and more people are having experiences they can't explain, and theories are abounding. If you've had your own strange experience, feel welcome to hit me up or leave a comment below. That's my show for this week. Special thanks to my wonderful boyfriend and my amazing family for helping me get this project off the ground and rolling it to a good place. Next week, I'm looking at a really creepy subject that you won't want to miss. Celebrities who admit to selling their souls for fame and fortune. It's kind of a mind bender, so don't miss it. Thanks for listening and keep it surreal.